When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, we're going to talk to Paul Grant and Anna to start the show out. And Paul's up first. Good morning, Paul. Good morning. Good morning, sir. Hey, I've got a, a tree question for you. Okay. I've got a, uh, one of my live oaks, which is um, is probably no more than 20 feet tall and maybe 20, 25 feet wide to the drip line. It's uh, three or four months ago, I noticed it had quite a few uh, dead, small dead limbs, actually a couple of bigger ones. And uh, right now, though, the leaves are, you know, they're starting to turn to fall off like mm-hmm. we do this time of year. But right. the canopy was always kind of thin, and it just looks like the tree is not doing well. And I'm wondering if there's one particular thing other than uh, uncovering the root flare that you would recommend spreading out underneath the canopy to try to get the thing a little more healthy. Well, that, that as you as you so widely said, wisely said, yeah, exposing that root flare is number one. Uh, tell me a little bit more about the tree. Is this uh, a tree that was existing on the property, or is this a tree planted? No, this is uh, in existence. It was never planted. Okay. One of the naturally occurring ones. And has there been, to your knowledge, how, how old is your home, or has there been any construction around since you've uh, since you've been in your home? Yeah, there has. This, I bought this land about uh, six years ago, and the house has been been here for about three years. Mm-hmm. You but know, this tree is about this tree's probably three three hundred feet away from the house. So I don't really think it was ever disturbed by the by the building process or covered up. You don't think anything. It's, yeah, you, you don't know, think there's any 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 real compaction issues or anything like that. No, not it does not appear to be. And, okay, uh, you know, there's not a lot of dirt to compact up on this hill either. It's pretty <laughs> rocky, thin soil. Then my guess is that what you're looking at is probably uh, kind of lingering damage from the last drought we had. I mean, 2011 was our driest year in history drier even than the drought of the 50s and we went about four or five years after that with not good rains at all and a lot of live oaks on very shallow soils uh, really went into a decline lost a lot of roots and um, and it's you know a lot of it's just now showing up a lot of it has been sort of a gradual thing and of course we were in a very bad drought last year until September when the monsoons arrived so I'm going to tell you, first, the, the root flare exposure, at least check that because that is very important. Um, I would treat the soil around. I give it some good organic fertilizer. I would probably do what we call the sick tree treatment, which is a bit of green sand, uh, good organic compost. I put some cornmeal around just in case there are any problems, any fungal problems happening. Um, I would, uh, like say, good organic fertilizer, Medina, Nature's Creation, Maestro Grow, whichever, Espoma, all those are very good. And then I put three or four inches of mulch on the ground, which is going to moderate the temperatures, going to keep that ground a little bit cooler in the summer months, going to help hold some moisture in there. And I suspect that you can turn the tree around. I, uh, 
you know, it's there's always the possibility because even in nature, you sometimes get girdling roots and where you've got very, very shallow soil, weird things can happen when roots get down into rocks. But I, it doesn't sound to me like the potential is there for really any disease issues. It just are, are there other oaks around the area? Are there big oaks around the area or are they mostly, you know, smaller trees like this one? On my property, there are more smaller trees. I've probably got three dozen of them in a two-acre area. And yep. some of them, none of, none of them have the root flare exposed, really. It's just like in, they're naturally occurring trees, and the root flares are not showing on them. And uh, some of them are actually doing quite well. And you, you hate to mess with them um, sure. and uncover the flare on those. Well, yeah, and again, they're, they're probably trees that rather than growing from an acorn, they – grew as mots of live oaks do they grew as root sprouts from uh you know surrounding trees here's the reason i ask about the size if you have shallow soils but you have a bunch of nice big oak trees around that tells me that there are lots of fractures in the rocks that there are places for the trees to really get their roots down deeply even though it seems like you hit rock every time you dig a good example of this is where my business partner lives up north of bergheim i mean she's got huge oak trees but as you start probing around looking for a place you've got some decent soil it's hard to find when you see a property where you've got quite a number of oaks but they've never none of them have ever really attained a very big size then that tells me you're just sitting on a shelf of rock you have a very shallow soil over just a solid piece of limestone with virtually no fractures down into it which means the roots can spread out widely those roots may go you know 200 feet in all directions from each one of those trees but with only two or three or four inches of soil they're very very susceptible to the heat of summer and most importantly to prolonged droughts so uh, for whatever reason this tree has even fewer than the other trees do so i'm i'm going to hit it with the sick tree treatment you go to howard garrett's website dirkdoctor.com to get uh, you know a long explanation of this but what i suspect you're looking at is just a tree that lost a lot of roots to drought and you're going to work at uh, helping this tree recover its root system it's going to take two or three years but i suspect this tree will come back out but man it's gonna it's gonna be hard on your part to ever you know really develop any of these things into the big old majestic oaks we see where they have deeper soil because it sounds to me like you just don't have any soil yeah that's that's interesting that's probably what i'm looking at um one, if, one last thing to ask on this subject though sure. is why is it you don't see trees with root flares exposed in nature in general when you just look around uh it's it's interesting that if, if that's such a critical thing to tree health you'd think that you know they wouldn't be deeply buried in naturally occurring trees all over the place well you ought to come walk the hillsides on my ranch i've got trees where the trunks are 10 inches in diameter and the root flares 24 to 30 inches wide um you you do see it yeah you do see it a, a lot of places you know and many times you you have a situation where over the years just so many leaves have fallen so much has built up around that you don't see it as prominently and quite frankly, you know, in where you have very, very shallow soils, the trees just simply aren't as vigorous and they don't make as big a trunk. But um, I, it, I think it just depends on where you're walking, where you're looking. There are a lot of a lot of good root flares 
out there, but um, they're just not quite as prominent. But, uh, you know, again, I've got uh, Lacey's oaks. I've got red oaks. I've got uh, – don't have as many live oaks on my hillsides. I've got those down more in the lower areas. But even Howard Garrett was amazed because some of these things, it literally looks like a tree growing up out of a big serving platter. The root flares are so big and so wide. And um, it's uh, it's a real good questions. I, I'm not sure why they're – not quite as prominent as they are, but with age, um, they they certainly will become more prominent. I think about when we wander around Atlanta and places like that, and you see these just majestic root flares on these 150-year-old trees. Um, lots of the trees you're seeing around are not that old. A lot of this country, remember, this used to be a grassland. We didn't used to have huge, huge trees except in very isolated areas. Uh, we were a grassland. They came in and they overgrazed it primarily with sheep and to some extent as cattle, uh, with cattle. And a lot of the hill country lost uh, four feet of topsoil. And consequently, a lot of the trees you see you see coming up now are relatively young trees that simply haven't had the opportunity to develop that really massive root flare. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, yeah, I mean, that all makes sense. Well, it's Mother Nature is interesting, but boy, sometimes it's a little hard to figure her out. But I just I, I would work on. It doesn't sound like disease. It doesn't sound like insects. It sounds like simply. You know, stress most likely from drought. You work at rebuilding those roots, and um, uh, Mother Nature certainly helped out last fall with the heavy rains early on, and now with the uh, continuing drizzly weather, we really haven't had many good rains in a while. But with the shallow as your soil is, a really hard rain, most of it's going to run off because it has nowhere to go. So let's work on rebuilding the roots. Let's mulch that tree heavily and um, uh, see how it does. Okay, very good. Thank you very much for that. Always a pleasure, Paul. Anything else I can help with today? That'll do it. Then you get out and have a good weekend. Stay warm this week, and uh, I'll say good morning to Grant. Hey, good morning, Bob. Morning. Um, Questions uh, about the upcoming cold weather, and uh, my situation is that plan to put her house on the market in two or three weeks uh-huh. and uh, so i want to do what we can to protect uh, what we got and then talk about some other things associated with that for example the uh our grass is pretty green right now but with this cold weather coming in is that going to kill the green grass put me down to brown again you're in san antonio yeah uh Near Hill Country Village. Yeah, it's it's not going to get that cold in San Antonio. We're looking probably at 30, 31 degrees, uh, at least the latest I've seen. Now, where I'm up in the Hill Country, we're going to be mid to low 20s, but uh, that's going to have very, very little impact on your grass. Oh, okay, uh, but even to get as strong as it can, what about watering strategy? Best to go into this? Oh, yeah, I would be running that sprinkler system today. I would be soaking it really thoroughly because you want to do this well in advance. Not supposed to get really cold until, you know, it's the temperature is going to be dropping through the day tomorrow, uh, probably beginning midday, mid-afternoon. I haven't seen the, the latest hourly forecast, which usually aren't accurate. But uh, I'd, be, I'd be doing my watering today, this evening, and I'd be giving your whole landscape a thorough deep watering. Okay. And um, one of my concerns is this, of course, for uh, curb appeal, mm-hmm. a lot of color. Uh, my wife takes care of those things, but I'm a little bit concerned with this cold weather 
people are going to lose stuff and maybe the nurseries too. <laughs> Is there going to be a good availability of color plants in the next week or two? Oh, absolutely. Okay. so Absolutely. Um, and, you know, it's we're not out of the woods. Um, I've seen a freeze in April. Um, I couldn't tell you which year. It's been about 15 years ago. I know because we moved almost every plant in the nursery. But, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, it's uh, – is this is not necessarily our last cold weather. I certainly hope it is, but um, if if I were planting right now, and I'm really more concerned about the next six weeks than I am about the next six months, I'm going to be planting petunias, which are not going to be bothered by temperatures down to 25 degrees. I'm going to be planting um, maybe some snapdragons. Some of the growers have gorgeous snapdragons. Uh, there's still some pretty stock out there. Uh, pansies, uh, not so much. Johnny jump ups, I wouldn't hesitate to plant. I mean, these are all things that are going to go up till June. And, you know, a lot of people say, well, why do I want to plant something that's going to die out when it gets hot this summer? Well, in your case, you're looking at the next few weeks. And unless you want to be running out and covering things up, um, I'm not even going to think about planting things like impatience and caladiums and our, our really showy warm weather stuff. Now, I'm in hopes that you will be like many people that I've talked to recently. They put their homes on the market and they were sold, you know, in five days time. But if, you know, we stretch out into April or May, and I always tell those people they sold too cheap if they sold their home that quickly. But if we stretch out into April or May and, uh, Grant's, home is still on the market yeah then we're going to look at coleus and caladiums and impatience and you know all the hot weather stuff and what i'm looking at because i go out and visit growers several of them every week and i'm looking at stuff coming on and there's going to be no shortage of plants available but um i i in your situation especially i'd sure be looking at uh and I keep mentioning petunias because they are so showy. They're going to go well into the summer. And uh, temperatures down to 25 or so, they're not even going to notice it. So that's the kind of things I would be planning for that curb appeal. Okay. Well, uh, I appreciate it. And, of course, we'll put some, um, you know, uh, natural fertilizer on it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But it's, it's hard to believe that it was about 15 years ago in late February, we had a 100 degree day here in San Antonio. <laughs> and it wasn't even the last day of February. So, I mean, you know, the memories, when you're in the nursery business, I can quote you all the big weather events of quite a few years looking backwards. The other thing you can do, um, and, and I would sure think about this, is maybe not put them in the ground, but there are just incredible geraniums out there. And this time of year, geraniums. Geraniums are one of the most spectacular plants you can plant. Stick a couple of those things in big pots out by the front door, and uh, geraniums will go down to the upper 20s without damage. But And be prepared to, you know, just drag them inside if it's going to get really, really cold. But for your beds, for your things that you don't want to have to spend too much time with, yeah, that's where I'm going to be planting the more cold-hardy things. But, man, do a few pots, maybe even bougainvilleas. Uh, right now, the, the hanging baskets are prettier than the pots on bougainvilleas. But stick a couple of, uh, you know, big hanging baskets or big pots. And, sure, you have to bring them in at night for three or four days, but that's no big deal. All right. Hey, Bob, thank you very much. Always a pleasure. Always a pleasure. Are you staying in the area, just looking for a new home? or? 
No, going back, uh, going to be spending some time. I have uh, grandkids in Missouri, parents in the state of West Virginia. Go be traveling across <laughs> your old uh, stomping ground. Oh, my high school days. Yeah. Well, it's uh, <laughs> we'll uh, we'll look forward to your listing on the internet once you get out of the range of our ninety-nine county listing area. Grant, call me anytime. I can help. Hey, appreciate it. Thank my you. pleasure. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Anna's next, and it'll be Suzanne. Good morning, Anna. Good morning. Good morning. Bye. I hear uh, people talk about uh, uh, elm trees, uh, uh, not the elm trees, the oak trees. Yeah. I, uh, oh, what, what's that kind that we have? It's not the... We have live oaks and we have uh, uh, live oaks, red oaks. Live uh-huh. Yeah. I planted two of them. One of them is sh- uh, short, squatty, and spreading all over. The other one is tall, uh <laughs> and it has a few a few little branches on top. It looks like a little scarecrow, but I mean it's alive. Mm-hmm. And um, but it's not spreading out, you know. Like I said, it's alive. Sure. And I have put fertilizer. I put green sand around it. I've done everything, and it's still there. And so, is it? And and the the foliage looks good. It's just a different shape than the other one. Yes, uh huh. The foliage actually, the uh, looks. It looks like it's gonna die, but it hasn't. And it hasn't made up its mind whether it's gonna <laughs> die or not. You know, it's not as green as the as the squatty one. Yeah, my my ex mother in law once said she had a plant she named Hamlet because it couldn't decide whether to be or not to be. Right. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's there, and it's a beautiful straight up trunk. Mm-hmm. And the other one is kind of spread all over the place, you know? Well, you know, it's 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 kind of like family members. Some of them come in different shapes and different sizes. I'm a little concerned with your tall, skinny um, one there that... Mm-hmm. The uh, that I want to see that the root flare is exposed, and I want to be sure there are no girdling roots right at the base of the tree. When you look down at the ground level, does it look like just a dowel rod sticking up out of the ground, or is it distinctly flared out at the bottom? Uh, no, it's uh, it's just there. Nothing is poking out. You know. Okay. Yeah. I would I would dig I would dig down around the base of that tree until you find where the big roots start coming out not necessarily just little fine roots but virtually every tree that comes from the growers these days is buried too deeply in the pot and that can really slow down their growth i checked both of your trees one of these trees just obviously got off had a better root system um when you got it when you planted it that trees those trees probably two three years old before they came to you and who knows how abused they were the one may have you know been allowed to get too dry several times before um and and you've had them in the ground you said what three months oh i've had them for about four years oh really well, you really need to check the base. Be sure those root flares are exposed. Um, in addition to your dry fertilizer, get a liquid product, whether it's has to grow from Medina or Spoma's, uh, one of their liquids. Be feeding that, you know, not 
you know, three or four times a year, but a couple of times a month. But, but number one, I want to see, I want to be sure those trees aren't buried too deeply. And every time you think about it, uh, if you're out watering or anything with a hose, just spray up and down those trees. Let them absorb a lot of water directly through the trunk and into the system. But something's going on with the roots of those trees if they haven't shown any more growth than that. And my suspicion is that they were buried way too deeply in the pots. You get down, you expose those with root flares, and the trees just almost instantly start doing better. Okay, you know what I was thinking? I have one of these pole diggers, the uh-huh. big, uh, heavy pole yep. metal, and I was thinking of poking around, around the 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 uh, around where the tree is. Well, you can do that, but not too close, just to be sure that you know you're getting water and all penetrating down in. But you need to take a little uh, shovel, a little rake, a little hoe. Um, you know, if it was me, I might use one of the old hay hooks that we used to drag square bales of hay around with. But you want to pull that soil back carefully right at the base of the tree. Uh, the arborists use something they call an air spade, which is just a very, very powerful blast of air to blow that dirt away. But I'm going to bet you those trees are just buried way too deeply. You get that and and you know they may be six inches too deep you may have to take that much dirt away from the trunk but when you do that they start getting better just almost overnight okay another thing is that um uh the 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 beautiful like i said one is tall skinny dried like a dried up old mm-hmm. man and the other one is short and squatty and beautiful green leaves however i'm losing a lot of it's dropping a lot of leaves that's normal this time of year Oh, it is? We call live evergreen. We call live oaks evergreens, but the truth is, they just drop their leaves at a different time of year, and that happens to be right now. Okay, very fast. Like I am going to ask you, um, where can I get the tatuma seeds for the squash? I would think that most nurseries would have them. We we get them from some of the organic seed companies, and. Uh, you know, I haven't looked this week, but I'm virtually certain we have them at Shades of Green. I'm sure they have them at David's Garden Seed. If you uh, if you do anything online, they actually have a place out in northwest San Antonio, but he's got like a thousand different kinds of seeds out there. I know he does not have them yet. Really? Uh, uh, what is the, the – I, I know it's a nursery out on Bandera. Yeah, it's uh, Rainbow Gardens. Right, uh-huh, but he does not have them. I know he's had them before. Okay, well, there's there's a different company called David's Garden Seed, um, and you can look them up. I don't have his number memorized, but uh, I'll bet he has them. Uh, you can call uh, anybody over at Shades of Green after 9 o'clock, and they will look at the seed rack. I'm teaching a class today on vegetables. I will look as soon as I get over to the nursery, but... Uh, I think they're available. I don't know why people don't have them on the shelves yet. They should. But, uh, yeah, call David's Garden Seed. I'll be at Fanix Broadcasting tomorrow. I'll check over there, and you can check in with Shades of Green after 9 o'clock when uh, they open the doors over there. And I'll bet you we've got the Tatumi Seeds for you there. And uh, look forward to helping.